visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. Hey friends, it is time to slow down our days and have a little mom chat. I know it's not always practical to drop everything and meet in person, though it would be amazing to be able to see you face to face, but let's just pretend we're all sitting down for a cup of tea or we're together with a basket of laundry sitting on the couch, sorting things out and living life together. I want to introduce you to Sarah Fraser. She's a wife and a mama to five amazing children, so she knows what it's like to navigate a busy home. We're going to chat about establishing a consistent time to be with the Lord despite all of the interruptions and distractions. It is such a great topic for moms of all ages and stages. So Sarah, give me a glimpse into your home, your history, and how that integrates into your today. Thanks so much for having me, Pam. I am so excited to be here and have this conversation with you. I wish we could jump through the screen and just have that cup of tea, or in my case, it would be coffee. I'm definitely a coffee drinker. Um, I tell a lot of people I didn't drink coffee until I had my second born. And I think that kind of tells you like when you have the first child, you can sleep when they sleep. But when the second born comes around, you have the baby up all night and the toddler wakes Mm -hmm. up at a normal time. And so I definitely know what it's like to have sort of that busy sort of feeling and life. And as my children have grown, so have I, and so has the type of busyness, right? So we have yeah. the toddler busyness, but then now I'm, I'm hitting that middle. I, I told my husband we're in the middle parenting years. We have about you know, 15 years behind us and about 10 or 15 years ahead of us. And so, you know, we're just kind of in that very middle. I have a news break for you because (laughs) I've got kids in their 27 on down to 10 and it's always going to be busy. It is. Yes. (laughs) They they tell us that we've got 18 years, right? 18 years of busyness. No, no, no. Our children will need some component of us for forever. And it's a blessed thing because we are so honored to be in this position to be called mom and to be able to continue to sow into the lives of our children. So you may really be in the early, early stages when you have that in mind, you know? Right. Yeah. So our (laughs) oldest is 15 right now and our youngest is 10. And so we have a mixture of biological children and adoptive children. And so that kind of adds a little bit of an extra layer uh, to the dynamic. We did adopt interracially as well. They're both, both of our adopted children are from China. And so it adds a little bit of um, interesting dynamic to our family. But looking at my life right now, I see where the Lord has just been so faithful to constantly pursue me as a person, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. though a lot of our mothering, a lot of our life as mothers is a pouring out, is Mm -hmm. an emptying, which is a good thing because we are called to do this by the Lord, but also just realizing that there has to be a pouring back in 
And mm. I don't mean that in a self-care sort of worldly way. I don't mean I need to go to the spa once a month or I need to, you know, have my time every week to myself. What I mean is we need to pour into ourselves spiritually. And mm-hmm. I remember I got some really good advice from my own mother when my children were very tiny. She said, this is the opportunity for you to learn and grow in your spiritual life. And I remember thinking, well, I don't have time now. You know, I moved mm-hmm. from being a college girl to having all this free time. At the time, it didn't feel like it. But looking back, I had free time in college. Right. And, um, you know, working a little bit, getting married, enjoying just being married to my husband for a few years. And then you start having children and you think, okay, I don't have time for the Lord. But thankfully, I had a mother say, no, this is the time when you need the Lord the most. Mm -hmm. And just having that in the back of my mind as my children are growing. And so I think that it's one of those things where we're going to have to always be intentional about spending time with the Lord, uh, reading our Bibles, praying, all of that. And we're always going to have to realize that it's never going to look the same. It's not going to look the same as it was in college. It's not going to look the same as the mom next door. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, and it's not going to look the same from maybe February into July. I mean, even in the same calendar year. And so when I put those expectations off of myself to have it look a certain way, be a certain way. And all I was concerned about was, am I connecting with God through his word? Am I spending time in prayer, wherever that looks like, whatever that looks like, I I felt like the Lord was able to really um, use things in my life to teach me truths about, about him. Hmm. I, I have this crazy picture that just came into my mind and somebody needs to make a mothering children's book, something. Uh, along the lines of green eggs and ham, you know, I can eat them here and there and I can eat them anywhere in a box and you know, like all that with the box, all the things yeah. that's kind of our Bible time, you know, like it, it could be anywhere. It could look like anything. The idea is to have some time to connect with the Lord. You know, it may be yeah. with song. It may be in quietness. It may be with our children making a joyful noise, you know? And I think, I think a lot of listeners are going to look at their life and think, I don't do this and I don't do this and I don't do that. But think about the things you do do. And you mentioned worshiping in the car with your kids. Um, You probably do that already. So don't discount the things that you are doing. I know I'm re- I have a really intense Bible reading plan that I gave myself at the beginning of this year and um I've been listening to it in audio. And when I re- when I can sit down to read, I will read, but there's been a lot of audio and I you know, I'm in Leviticus and I just had to listen. I thought if I sit down and try to read this, I'm going to get very distracted. And so my kids, as we were driving to different sports things last week, we were all listening to Leviticus <laughs> and they, they complained for a minute, but I said, you know, this is important to me. I'm, I'm listening to the Bible. I have this Bible reading plan. We can spend 15 minutes listening to a few chapters in the Bible and, you know, 
they they quieted down and then my, at the end my 15 year old we turned it off and he had a question and we talked yeah. about something that he heard and mm-hmm. and it was just it was just I was just trying to catch up on my Bible reading and mm-hmm. he was able to we were to have a little discussion there about laws and God's holiness and it was just really great and mm-hmm. so those moments I forget even myself that those are moments that I'm connecting with God and connecting my children to God as well. The truth that your mother told you is that this is an opportunity to grow in your faith and to strengthen your walk with the Lord. Opportunity is a really good word because as you do, like having that play in your car, that not only gave opportunity to you, but like you said, for your child too, um, to hear that example and see that example, you know, mama needs this mama wants to listen to God's word. It's a desire I have. It's not just an extra. When I have time, I will make time. And it's not a Sunday only faith that I intend to live. And what an example that is. And to, we could do that. We can do that. It's practical. You know, we can fit that in, in our day. Yes. And my, my mom would spend a lot of times in her room by herself reading her word. And I knew she was, but I never really witnessed a lot of it. It was, and she did that because she had four children and she needed that quiet space. And I get that. And there's been many times when I read alone in my room, but when my children were little, I can't just shut the door for an hour. And so I learned to do it in the noise and maybe growing up in a very loud house as well with a lot of kids, you just get used to things happening around you and just focusing on what you're doing. And so I try to do it in front of them. And Mm -hmm. it's really neat because for many, many years, I did it in front of them when they were small. And I never once said, everyone should have a quiet time. Everyone should be reading their Bible. But I'm seeing things now in my children, my daughter, who's 11, she asked me the other day, she goes, can you wake me up about 15 minutes early? Because I need to do my devotion in the morning before school. I got her a devotional book and her grandmother got her one too. So she has a couple, but we never said, this is what you do. This is when you do it. I didn't even say you had to do it. I said, well, this is a devotional book you read whenever you want, you know, you can read it daily. You don't have to, but that was her own initiative of asking me to wake her up earlier. And Mm -hmm. she wanted to, and I think part of that is the Holy Spirit's work in her life. Of course, that's God. And that's her own desire, which I'm so thankful to see. But I'd like to think that a little part of that was her seeing that I do that as well. Yeah, And I make it a time, you know, they, when we were off on Christmas break, they, they were home and they would say, we want to do this and we want to do this. And I say in the morning, you know, now that you're all in school, like, this is what I do in the morning and I'm not going to quit. Like I go and I read my Bible and I pray at this time. And so they stopped asking to do things first thing in the morning. And so I said, this is just my time. Um, I think modeling that is a way of speaking to our children without actually having to say, this is what you should do. Yeah, I agree. I had to make a change in my life at one point because I thought about that too. I thought, I remember as a little girl going to my grandma's house and seeing her in front of the great big picture window 
with her Bible and her ego waffle and her cup of black coffee, like every morning. And yeah. that imprinted in me that how important it was to her. And then I kind of stopped and looked and I thought, I read my Bible, but I go in my room so that I can have the silence and my kids aren't going to have that remembrance of me. And yeah. so I had to switch gears. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, I plopped down right in front of everybody. Um, if I wasn't reading, we homeschooled. So if I wasn't reading my Bible with them and I was just going to do it by myself, I, I was really intentional to be near them. I am highly distractible. So at that point, I got these great big headphones that go over the ear, you know, they yeah. called them my ear muffins and, uh, you know, like an earmuff. Yeah. And yeah. so I put my headphones on and I don't turn on any music and I don't turn on any audio. I simply use them to help me drown the noise, but then I can still keep a visual on my people because <laughs> sometimes, especially at depending on their age, you need to keep a visual oh, on yeah. the people. Yeah. I, I yeah. sit at my desk and my Bible in that area in our kitchen in the house yeah. we used to live in. And um, I would sit over there and they know, and I had earbuds put in and I would do the same thing. I would put yeah. them in. And when they were little, I explained to them when I have these in, you know, just touch my arm. And if, mm -hmm. if, you know, if you need something that can do it, but if it's not urgent, if it's not an emergency, if these are in, then this is my quiet time. And yeah. I wouldn't listen to anything. I just, it was a visual for them to yes. say, Oh, okay. Mom is busy in this area and I'm just going to go play for right now. And we did yeah. homeschool as well. This is actually the first year that they've all gone to school and actually homeschool one. We have a special needs daughter. So I homeschool her going from homeschooling five to one has been a dream. <laughs> uh, big, <laughs> changes. <every> day. <laughs> big changes, big so, changes, which is why yeah. you're like, so enjoying this routine. Like I can yes. really do this. And I can um, really I'm, do this. I, but yeah. I remember them all being at home and I can yeah. remember that I, like you said, it's an opportunity, but we have to be intentional. And I found myself having to make the choice every day. And at first I felt guilty that I had to like be really intentional about this. Mm. But then I thought we have an enemy who wants nothing more than us to not spend it. So of course I'm going to feel like a million excuses yeah. every day. And so I don't feel guilty for having to be intentional about my Bible reading or my study or my prayer, whatever that looks like. Um, and like I said, giving myself grace to say, okay, during this season, I can spend 10 minutes and that's really all I can give right now. The Lord, he blessed those 10 minutes and now I have a longer time now that they're in school and I can set my other one working for a little while and I can take that time. And so, yeah. Well, you mentioned earlier that we, as moms, we're just always pouring out Sometimes it makes us feel a little guilt-ridden if we are not pouring out. But truly, if we take those times to sit still or even in movement, spend time with the Lord, He fills us so that we can continually pour out because otherwise our well goes dry. If, we, if we're just giving, giving, you can't pour from an empty cup. And, and we hear that so many different ways. And even in the secular world, we hear 
that phrase, but I love the idea of even instead of like self-care, having the shepherd care for us. Oh right? yeah. Go back to the shepherd, go back to Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. And when we're going back to the shepherd on a daily basis, and sometimes, I mean, the practically speaking, sometimes my prayer life was I laid in bed for five minutes before getting up and prayed about yeah. my day. Yeah. And, and then every day I, I really have gotten into the habit of praying for wisdom and for strength and for love and patience and all of those fruits of the spirit, but mostly for wisdom, especially as your children get older, more and more wisdom is needed. Um, and so I go back to James and James says, ask for wisdom and he gives generously. So I'm every day begging God, okay, God, I have no idea what this day is going to hold. And we talked about interruptions every day. We're interrupted. We can have a plan for the day, but let me tell you, things are going to be interrupted. And so Lord, whatever you have planned for today, give me wisdom. And I have to pray that every single day. And he, he does give me wisdom. Of course, I don't always make the right choices. I'm not a perfect parent by any means, but I like to think that when I do pray for wisdom, that I can trust that he's going to give it to me. And so, um, you know, that, that kind of, um, simple prayer, five minutes takes me five minutes in the morning. I'm still waking up. And that's, that's even one thing that I can do every day. Yeah. I'm wondering if we can kind of shift gears a little bit. And I would love for you to tell me about some changes and and shifts in your own story. Um, how the Lord maybe has brought some interruptions into your life that, that later on you saw his design and his plan through them. Yeah. So I think we can always kind of, all of us can look at our lives and look at there might be one thing or a couple things about our life that we say, hmm, I don't really sign up for that. It could be anything. I yeah. mean, we don't, we, I think about the little girl, me, and I just had these naive plans that, you know, my life was going to go as I planned and everything was going to work out. And mm-hmm. I trusted God, right? I trusted God and I was going to follow him. And, and God uses interruptions in our life. Um, for me, for our story, the very first thing that happened was when we adopted our daughter, uh, she had much more severe special needs than what we had originally thought, whether it was lost in translation, whether it was just us being sort of naive to the whole process. We flew all the way to China, spent two and a half weeks there, brought her home and realized that she was going to need a lot more help physically and emotionally than what we were kind of prepared for, what I was really prepared for. And so I can really identify with the, with the mom who either has given birth or has adopted a child with special needs. You didn't, you didn't picture that as you got pregnant or as you started the adoption process, maybe I think in some cases with adoption, people do kind of know what they're stepping into. They've had experience with it or they're kind of more aware. I was just naive, I think. And I just thought, you know, a little love being in a family that'll fix everything. Right. And so when I looked at my life and I said, okay, Lord, I believe that you allowed this, um, 
the whole adoption process with her was so amazing. The Lord answered so many prayers. And that was one of the things that actually helped after we brought her home, because we could look back and say, this was obviously of God, like God wanted this for our life. This wasn't something that we pursued. And he, you know, he tried to warn us or whatever. No, this was his intentional plan for her life and for our lives and for my children's lives, for her to be in our family. And so wrestling with that, wrestling with the idea of, um, I really had to wrestle with the idea of suffering and why would God allow suffering? Not that mm. I was necessarily in a, I wasn't suffering that much. There are people that suffer a lot worse, worse things. But for, for me, even looking at my daughter, sometimes yeah. I just feel so sad and I just say, God, I wish this wasn't. She didn't have to it, suffer. That yeah. She didn't have to suffer. And I still, I still struggle with those thoughts, but what I love about God is that sin and suffering are going to be a part of everyone's life. You can't escape it. You can't. But the beautiful thing about God is that he is the only one who can turn that suffering into something incredibly good. Mm. And as I have walked through that, that's one of the things that has been so comforting to me that God can say, I didn't wish this would happen for you. I don't want this to happen. This isn't something that I feel like is good, um, but I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. I heard Johnny Erickson Tata. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but mm -hmm. she is a quadriplegic. She suffered chronic pain and all of these things. And someone interviewed her and they said, what was the turning point for you? And she said that she had a wiser man come to her and say, God permits what he hates to accomplish what he loves. And I almost brought me to tears because I think there's so many things in our life that have disrupted our plans, maybe mm -hmm. caused suffering and heartache. When someone passes away, no one plans grief. Like you right. don't plan on saying, oh, okay, well, I'm going to pencil that in for 2024 to have some right. grief happen. You know, we don't think that way, but God says, I hate these things. I hate them, but I'm going to permit them because I love this thing better. And for my own life, I've been able to see God grow me in ways I would never have grown. I have seen things about God that I would not have seen otherwise, mm -hmm. particularly with our daughter. I saw his faithfulness. Mm -hmm. I saw how faithful he was. And I could, I could talk for hours about all the little things that he showed up for us during that time, the community that he placed us in, the financial faithfulness, the wisdom, um, you know, having the right therapist. If, if you have a child with special needs, those therapists are like family mm. and, having the right people in our home at the beginning to encourage me to be able to say it's going to be okay to look at me and say it's going to be okay knowing that they've seen things in other children and yeah. it's going to be okay and so walking through all of that 
really instilled in me this deep level of trust in God's faithfulness for the rest of my life. I thought, Lord, if you can, if you're faithful in this, I can trust you in a lot of other areas. Yeah. Yeah. Which is totally why I do this podcast, because I think that as we hear the testimony, the stories of other people's lives, and we see how he does interact and we see his care and compassion and faithfulness in other people's lives, we can recognize that for ourselves and know he is a trustworthy, faithful God. And I will go with him, you know, even if my knees are knocking together, I will go. Yes. And I think too, I mentioned Johnny Erickson Tata. And of course we can look at her life and see all the good that God accomplished in her life. But I want to encourage the listener. I'm a normal person. I am nobody special. I don't have a huge million followers. I don't have this huge platform. The Lord has been faithful to me, even though maybe I'm only meant to speak to one person and he will be faithful to you. And he has something, he has something in each of our lives that he is working. It's so unique to our situation. It's Mm -hmm. so unique to the circles. I mean, Pam, you know, people I will never meet. And I know people that you'll never meet. And the listener knows people that neither one of us will ever meet. Uh And so the Lord is saying, I sometimes use these people with huge platforms to speak to our hearts. Obviously that spoke to my heart. I was very encouraged by what Johnny Erickson Tata said, but just know that even today, um, I can speak to the young mom down the road who is really struggling with the 18 month old who is not potty trained and she's just so confused. And I can say, Hey, you got time. Okay. You got time and encourage her. And I can talk to the mom whose maybe child was just diagnosed with something. And I can say, you'll be okay. You're going to, you're going to figure this out. And so each of us have those people in our lives that I think that's one of the purposes why God allows some of this to happen is to be an encouragement to the people around us. I'm a firm believer in that. Your picture of a Venn diagram, I have people in my sphere, you have yours, and then the listeners have the people in their sphere. I also see that, you know, Johnny... Erickson Tata is here with a a piece, a nugget of wisdom and an encouragement for your heart. And that's like a baton and she passes it on to you. And we sometimes feel like we're supposed to carry everything and it's all on us. It's our responsibility to do all the things and to carry everything to the finish line when really there's some baton passing that the Lord is suggesting and really uses as as we are in these different circles and communities. So Johnny hands the baton to you, and then you step on here and you share that baton, that piece of truth with somebody else. And then they heard it and they go tell somebody else. And then this is how the Lord works to grow our faith and to remind us of his presence and who he is. Well, and you said the Venn diagram, like all these different circles. And I pictured when you said that the Lord has the circle around everyone. 
Like he's within, he's like, and I know everyone. I know how they all fit together and I am in control and I am orchestrating all of this. And going back to being a mom, I also thought that we have a baton to hand off to our children. Yeah. And, and we can only hand these things off. It's not our responsibility. I don't think for our children to take those things and hand it off to someone else. And it, I think that the Lord works in their heart and they will take away from from their, you know, growing up what they need to onto their lives. But if we're faithful to continue to tell our children, these things are true and these things are true and just, um, just be faithful with them. One of the things that I know my mom had a lot of struggles growing up, but I didn't hear a lot about them until I was an adult. And some of those things, of course, you just share with adult children, right? But then I thought it would have been nice to know that she struggled when I was younger because I didn't feel like I could have a struggle. And so knowing that my mom was struggling with this or that. So although I don't share all my struggles with my children, they see me struggle. They see me. um, We watched a little meme yesterday, my daughter and I, and it was like, the mom at the beginning of the day and it was like a happy smiling face and the mom between 5 and 8 p.m. and it was like a crazy face and I yeah. said it's me and she goes it was you the other night I go yep it was me the other night but I love that she said it was just me the other night and that it wasn't like yeah that's you every night <laughs> that mm-hmm. kind of made me feel mm-hmm. good I was like mm-hmm. I know which night you're talking about we kind of had a you know we all had our own meltdowns that night but I think that just being honest and laughing at ourselves sometimes like I laughed at her and we laughed about it because I'm like I did I acted so crazy just frantic and stressed and it all worked out in the end and I didn't need to stress out loud about that but they saw that I did and then I came back and I said hey you know what you guys I handled that totally wrong um there's a lot of grace in our household (laughs) my husband and I are really intentional in apologizing to our children if we know we have sinned. And so just the whole mirroring of what it's like to live this Christian life in front of your children and what they take when they leave, that's up to them and the Lord. But you can be faithful to to be authentic for your children and say, you know, and we will pray for things and then we share the requests. Like, hey, remember we prayed for this? Well, this is how God answered this. And that's one of the things our youngest, he's really big on. Let's pray about it because, and he's seen answer to prayers for other things. And so just mirroring that in our families, that I think is really important. It it really illustrates the adventure of a Christian life. It's not boring. It's not boring to walk with the Lord. He has so many great things and twists and turns that we could not even imagine. And uh, so we kind of have that opportunity to hang on for the ride, you know? Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, there's there's amazing twists and turns around the corner. You've, you've had a lot of things going on in the past handful of years, and we don't have time to go into all the details, but uh, you had mentioned to me that your family even up and moved out of the country as missionaries for a while. And I, you know, that's a really bold thing, especially with a special needs child too. And so I I think everybody's going to want to get to know you a little bit more uh, outside of this program. And 
you've been working on a few books recently, and I'd love for you to tell me about the books and then also where to find you on social media or your website. Okay, great. Yes. So I talk a lot about our daughter's adoption and that part of our story in my new book. It's called, I didn't sign up for this, how to rest in God's goodness when our story shifts. And you can buy it anywhere on Amazon, or I'm sure there'll be a link on your show notes for it. And so just go search. I didn't sign up for this. And then Sarah Fraser, and you can go to sarahefraser.com. And that will have links to my books and my other writings. I write very regularly on the blog just to encourage you to read your Bible and how to get started, how to keep going. I was on your website earlier and you have tons of resources there. So I really hope that everybody hops over to your website and just starts clicking around because there's going to be something you find on there that you will be able to use. I guarantee it. Yes. So there's lots of free downloads. There are lots of reading plans. Also just general encouragement, even wrote a post about what if I don't like to read, how do I read Mm. the Bible? Um, And so I have lots of suggestions for that. So if you just keep clicking, I think you will find something that will be beneficial for you. My husband and I, we moved January of 2020 to Central America. So everyone knows what happens in March or April of 2020. So that adventure, we had, we had an adventure. We spent two and a half years in the country of Honduras. We loved every minute of it. The Lord moved us back in January of 2022. And I talk a little bit about that process in the book as well. Um, It really wasn't something that we were looking to do. We, we were there indefinitely. And so the Lord stepped in and moved us out. And so I talk a little bit about that in the book as well, but I love to hang out on Instagram. Set Sarah E. Fraser doc. That's my website and my Instagram handle. So you can find me okay. there. Very good. Well, I know in all your resources, you have a lot of conversations about prayer as well. And so I think it would be an honor to have you close us out in a word of prayer today. Thank you, Pam. I'd be glad to. Dear Father, we come to you today and we are just so thankful for all that you have done in our life. And We are so grateful that you are not a God that just sits up in heaven and watches everything passing by, but that you are Emmanuel, God with us so close and you sent your son so that you could redeem us and we could become your children, Lord. And we just thank you and praise you that even after salvation, you don't just leave us, you walk with us. And I just pray that we will walk away today knowing that you are going to be faithful to us, that you love us, that your goodness overflows and that you long to connect with us. You, you long to connect with us through prayer and Bible reading. May we be faithful, Lord, give us strength, give us uh, wisdom and give us time to spend time with you. Thank you for Pam and the listeners and the wonderful truth that she shares regularly, Lord. And we just pray that you will bless her and her family, but also those listening in your precious son's name. Amen. Amen.
Well, thanks for being here with us today. Ladies, if you are not on my email list, make sure you go over to my website, tendingfields.net, and follow the prompts to sign up there. I'd also love to chat with you over on Instagram where my name is Tending Fields. So thanks for being here, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today, and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, be